Hello, sacred beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Tana Lina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. Welcome, sacred beings, to Sacred Sister Podcast. Another beautiful episode here, and we're so excited to have Jennifer Cabot back with us. We had her on in season two, I want to say, and it was it's still one of the most popular episodes of Sacred Sister Podcast. It is so loved by y'all. It was mm-hmm. about the healing powers of Reiki and awaken your inner healer. So if you haven't checked out that yet, that might be on the list after this one. And this one, this time, we are diving into conscious uncoupling and using the breakup as a catalyst for transformation. So welcome back to Sacred Sister Podcast, Jennifer Cabot. Thank you. It's just so, so, so delightful to be here. Super grateful. Thank you. Oh, we are so excited to be diving into this conversation. And actually, I'm just realizing, Hannah, isn't today our, what, 19, 20, 21, 22? This is our three-year anniversary of Sacred Sister Podcast. Yeah. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, babe. Happy birthday. I was just about to say, Happy spring equinox, everyone, too. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, we launched on spring equinox 2019. I love it. Wow. And then Jen, just the episode that we had had in um, season two on Reiki was just so power filled. It was so illuminating. And what I really love about you and why we're so excited to have you back is because you bring this really sweet approachable approachability to tapping into our own powers and really coming into alignment with the transformation that all of us have available inside of us. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Of course. No, it's, it's, um, there's always this part of me that's like, sometimes I wish it was a choice. It's just not, I'm so wired to serve in this way and to share this medicine and, and to tap into the lineage and and to just hold space for exploration around things that are feeling taboo and things that are just feeling a little gritty. So I am just super, super, super excited to speak to this and to explore this and to see what we unpack for these little nuggets of gold. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know you, Jennifer, um, you are a Reiki master teacher and a psychic spiritual coach. Mm-hmm. And this is truly where we're going to be diving into, especially in regards to how you help your clients see breakups as that catalyst for transformation, how you help them move through it, self-regulate, 
and really see and take the lessons from mm -hmm. those really deep moments of grief that we can move through as a relationship is dying. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, and it's, it's really beautiful. Actually, one of my mentors, I can hear her coming in. Um, she's just offering the, the reminder, the message that like, we have to die before we die. And relationships often serve as just these beautiful containers for us to work out our innermost wounds with our person, which often means that parts of us is dying as other parts are coming online. And, and so I feel like it's just a constant um, dance with grief and, and learning, really, truly learning how to relate to it in a very different way. So you're no longer hijacked out of your life when things don't put it in quotes, go your way when, when expectations aren't met. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to share. Mm -hmm. We're excited to have you. And I'm really curious now at the beginning of the episode, we would love to fully turn the platform over to you. Will you help us ground more deeply into the medicine that we're going to be endeavoring today? Yeah, beautiful. So I actually welcome each of us and, and all that are joining to maybe just take a second to gently close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, you notice this bright white light hovering about 12 to 18 inches above your crown. And with the next breath, Go ahead and invite this light to come in. And as it moves through your crown and into your throat and down through your stomach, it takes with it all that no longer serves. And as the light is here with us throughout our time and space, we lovingly ask our angels and our guides the highest frequency to join in the teachings today. We ask for any negative vibrations and any negative emotions to be lovingly dismissed. For this is a space of purity, love, and light for all who enter and for all who reside. And so it is. So it is. Hmm. Got a little toasty over here on this end. I don't know about you ladies, but I'm like, whoo, the room just got full. <laughs> Same. I love that. I love that type of guided meditation that drags awareness down into the crown in through the crown um that coincides with a guided meditation that I've been doing with myself for a while where I drag the awareness down of no gaining awareness of what no longer serves through the right side of my body and then it like circles right at the root and as I've gathered all that information I like like blow it out <laughs> like a straw like comes down like a little you and then as it goes back up I'm just like it just yeah. like poofs, poofs out like a freaking smoke <laughs> <Love> so <that. laughs> 
listen, if we can let it go, let it go. <laughs> like if we don't have to process it and they can just go, it can just go. That's totally where I'm at. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm really, really curious to know just at the beginning of this episode, like I know that so much of your work centers around mediumship and Reiki and facilitating these types of modalities within the healing path of your clients. What is it that brought you into the space, into the category of conscious uncoupling? Was this something that you personally experienced? And if so, what did it look like? I'm super curious to know. Yeah, this is such a beautiful question. And, you know, for me, I've been definitely on this trek of, I'm going to put in quotes, like doing healing for since like 2014. So the last nine years. And I would say that the last four years has been the most intense, mostly because I really shifted out of this <laughs> good vibes only and like kind of dipping into the waters, but then being like, oh God, that's really like, I'm going to drown if I, if I expose too much of this. And as life and in her infinite wisdom would have it really delivered a pretty intense catalyst. And so through the suicide of a former partner, I really found myself spiraling because I realized like I couldn't escape me. It was me and me. <laughs> and I was the common denominator and each of my relationships and each of my relationships ended in such profound trauma that it, you know, it just kind of struck me in a way where I was like, huh, fascinating. <laughs> There's got to be another way to do this. And it really wasn't until I was sitting in a physician's office and she was the first person that took my hands and she just said to me, she was like, honey, you've been through trauma. Mm. And I had never, I was like, oh my, like everything clicked. I had been talking about trauma mm. and dancing around trauma and using all the jargon. Mm. I hadn't ever actually like gone through the somatic experience of releasing the way I was holding trauma hostage. Mm. And I was holding it hostage to such an extent that the universe had no option but to conspire to continue <laughs> to put it in my face. Because it was like, just release it. Just release it. And I was white knuckling for so long. But again, it really wasn't until she used those words. And, you know, and then I just sunk into like, okay, my trauma recovery begins now. And so I've just been on this quest of you know, calling back parts of my soul and my power and putting pieces together and collecting ahas and finding beauty in the breakdown and just, again, allowing parts of myself to die, knowing that it wasn't just going to leave this empty void. It was intentional to get me into alignment. So for me, working with clients in this way, I get to wave my Me Too flag and, and really offer up such a sacred, safe, yummy container for them to explore the grit and the taboo bits and the shadow and the light, but really getting oriented with, we got to get cozied into our shadows here. Mm. <laughs> and, and, you know, relationships by design, we partner with people who are going to pull us into our inner kiddo wounds. And we have the choice to either continue to spiral 
So to continue coupling and uncoupling and just spiraling in and out of these patterns, or to actually see breakups or endings or transitions as opportunities to evolve through mm-hmm. and bring lessons to completion. So it's just become this really beautiful way to look at breakdowns. So for me, it's it's just non-negotiable. It's it's medicine for me. It's medicine, you know, for all of us to see relationships and and their breakdowns as opportunities. Mm. So. Yeah, I feel like even you mentioning trauma, I think, and just really accepting that we all have trauma. Yes. Is is a big key to allowing the breakdown to be beautiful as well Mm. because the trauma I think sometimes we may think oh I didn't go for a traumatic experience because we make it seem like trauma has to look a certain way it has to be rape or war or you know like something like Mm. are you violent not realizing trauma just means wound and especially emotional wound and even just being rejected several times within the relationship or being criticized or being um, talked down upon or talked down to you, that can be trauma as well. And we can create that trauma and we may not even be aware how we're holding on to that trauma and then recreating patterns of triggers within our relationship that then ultimately leads to the the breakdown of the relationship. And oftentimes that partner may be in our life exactly for that reason to help us realize that there is a trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I often... Offer. So I, I love that because I, I think there is some stigma around using that word. People can get a little like, ah, because um, then we instantly feel like, oh, no, there's something here to fix. There's something here. We got to do something about it. And so the beautiful thing about trauma is that when you take away the energy that's wrapped up around it, what you're left with is wisdom, profound wisdom. And oftentimes people also find their life purpose through navigating these intense breakups and these intense uncoupling experiences because you remember how resourceful you are. You maybe have an opportunity to self-actualize in a way that you just didn't inside of the container of the relationship. So there's lots of things that are coming online. And again, this is where like learning how to self-regulate and learning what to do when you're when you're triggered into some of that reactivity that's based in those, you know, PTSD sort of patternings of running or freezing, or mine was blowing things up. (laughs) You know, I was just like, this is the way that I can control is to add more gasoline to the fire. Watch me, (laughs) you know, Mm. and then I would run away and then I would run. So it's the pathway to redemption, whether it's um, with yourself, like really establishing a new relationship with yourself is accountability and authenticity. So endings become these beautiful opportunities to practice being way more accountable 
for the way that you engaged in that dynamic, not just participated, but the way that you actively showed up and how authentic can you be in like expressing your needs in having boundaries in really like finding your peace and keeping it sacred during the uncoupling because it, I mean, it hurts, right? There's the raw human part of breaking up. And it's like, we want to honor those feelings without escaping them. Mm. We also want to look at when you're ready, what are the lessons? What was the ahas? What are the opportunities? So Mm. yeah, it's juicy. You know, Jen, you touched on so many brilliant pieces just then. And I really want to bring a few of them to the surface what you spoke to at the beginning of the episode was this beautiful common denominator piece. And then you just so beautifully described it here in this last moment that you had. And I think that you're so, you're so spot on in this radical responsibility. And I think that um, I also love that you said when you're ready because there's so much grief process and finger pointing and lower consciousness trigger that we, you know, want to feel into a lot of us. And even if we don't want to, usually it's where we find ourselves feeling, you know, especially shortly after breakup, depending on how long it is that you were together and what the breakup looked like, especially if it's not being handled very consciously. (laughs) I think one of the brilliant aspects is that even if the couple is not, showing up in a super conscious fashion, each of us individually hold the responsibility that we are able to show up consciously to it. It actually doesn't matter so much what the other, how the other person is wanting to show up to it. If we've already decided that we're going to handle this in a conscious manner, and it's not going to be a detriment to our healing that we're going to utilize it as a catalyst for transformation. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is so empowering. And I, I want to touch even more deeply on this common denominator piece, because I think it's such a beautiful avenue to witness ourselves more fully when we are endeavoring really, really challenging breakup. Mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend, my very best friend. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to be listening to this episode too. Hi, Snug. <laughs> um, it's like, It can be one of the most triggering things in the world to deviate our focus, our attention, our thought stream on away from how the other person is showing up and how the other person has wronged us and how it is that they've hurt us in this experience and to really claim where it is that we are and excavate, inquire within what the common denominators are that are occurring inside of this relationship to lead to all of the challenge. And then also what we contributed to the equation, what toxic traits we brought to the relationship and really utilizing this as just exactly as we're saying here, such a deep portal and catalyst for our own transformation. There's nothing more triggering and there's nothing more medicinal and healing, wouldn't you say? Oh, so beautiful. My entire body just got ignited because it's like you can honor both realms. You can honor the spiritual realm, which is the truth that anything that is for you is not going to pass you by. 
So in other words, your person is never going to run away from you. And, 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 um, our partners, they don't abandon us. Inner kiddos experience abandonment. So, so much, we, lo- we lose sight of this. And this is really where the breakthrough happens, where the magic is. Endings become opportunities to really teach our inner selves how to regulate instead of, so this is a really intense visual, but it's what's coming in. Our temptation is to often walk our inner kiddos to the cliff's edge and push them over because we're burnt out, because we're tired, because we don't know how to navigate the overwhelm, we're upset, we're triggered, we're out of body, we're completely in fighting, right? We're trying to fight for what was, we're trying to fight for turf. So the we are forever charged with the task of learning how to interrupt these patterns of self-abandonment mm-hmm. and to really hone in on the truth that um, you you can shift into healthy shame, which is where you know there's a better version of you available. And you're absolutely spot on that like you don't need the other person to be agreeable to your terms in order for you to navigate the breakup in a way that keeps you aligned, that keeps you integral. Yeah. And this and that's where it feels counterintuitive because we often feel so intertwined. Um but really, that's the opportunity to take a step back, put some energetic space so that you can keep um, tending to your own needs. You can finally tune in, listen to your inner kiddos, support these versions of yourselves in healing. Because breakups don't have to be more chaotic or trauma or drama-based. You can learn the lesson of walking away with grace without all of the drama llamas. So it's really, we are forever charged with the task of not losing sight of our inner kiddos. And these younger versions of us, they like to kind of piss and moan and they get loud and they tantrum and they want to take over control because they are scared. So if you just commit to that, just even walking yourself through a process, you're in a trigger, right? You're in a heated conversation with someone you just broke up with. Maybe you're splitting up assets or you're starting to feel kind of that, right? That intensity of what's mine, what's yours. That intensity is there because there's hurt. You have the right to your process. So you can choose to be there for yourself. You can walk yourself through just even this 90 second somatic experience where you're just tuning into like, okay, so what's, what's here with me? Okay. What do I know about this part? And then what does this part need for me? What can I do? That's all these younger versions of us need. They just need to be seen in the middle of all this chaos. They just want to feel that you're not as their mama, as their adult, as their caretaker, going to push them off the cliff's edge while things are feeling really unstable and wild. So as much as we want it to be about the other person, because that can feel easier, right, to just kind of pour everything into how are they doing, what do they need, what's going on with them. The counterintuitive thing is to actually disconnect and pull back 
so that you can really tune into like what's going on inside of me. It's, it's really, it's heart work, not hard work. It's heart mm. work in mm. breakups. Love that. Love that. Um, what just came through as you were speaking all this truth. <laughs> When you think of the four different trauma responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, mm. I feel like those are the four different ways of how a uncoupling can happen mm -hmm. in a traumatic way. Mm -hmm. Like we can fight, you know, and the breakup mm -hmm. goes into this huge blowout, or we can flight which is like I'm out of here and then mm -hmm. one person just leaves and I realized that that has been me in the past <laughs> I was like the bird just flying out of it <laughs> and and that's not conscious either because we're just escaping yeah. the actually nitty-gritty of the actually moving through the breakup mm -hmm. and and we're not giving our partner the chance to to fully show up in the, in their own part. And then mm -hmm. we have freeze, which is like, okay, we're just gonna stay the way we are. And it's just kind of puts this hold onto the relationship. Like the relationship actually died, but you're still together. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have fawn, which is one person just kind of does whatever the other person needs in order to keep the peace and keep the relationship going, even though the relationship already died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So imagine what it would feel like. And, and this is, this is where I'm like, oh, it just, it moves me to like smiles because this is the opportunity for breakthrough is when you can show up. And just and own like okay, I'm in complete paralysis, and this is my ride or die. This is my jam. This is my go-to response for how I navigate stress or pressure is to freeze. So then you get to do the work around sort of uncoupling with this part of yourself, and instead seeing it as just stunning feedback. Because this part of you is meeting some pretty significant needs. So then you might as well do the exploration work and start asking yourself, like, what about running am I loving? What about caretaking, even though I know <laughs> enough is enough? Like, am I loving? Like, really getting curious around what are these needs of this part of myself that's sabotaging me out of my own personal power is meeting because then you can start to do the work around finding ways to meet those same needs, even within breakups in a way that leaves you feeling empowered versus, you know, disempowered and, and sort of scattered and, and again, compounding more trauma. So the, the radical um, truth speaking that's that's the breakthrough and it's not even something that like you don't have to share your process with the other person it's more mm -hmm. that like you invite yourself to be <laughs> that radically honest with yourself because it only ever matters that you get you mm -hmm. 
Mm. And because we're invested in healthy shame, which means that you know there's a better version of you available, it's going to leave you actually pretty energized to kind of look at yourself in a very different way because you're not interested in judging or self-punishment or (laughs) shaming, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, you're, you're out. And instead it's like you, once you decide that enough is enough, but you have to decide that, that you're really ready to be done with certain ways that you are showing up to the table. Then you can get clear on like, what are your own red flags inside of relationships about you? So the work (laughs) around breakups is, it can feel intense because all of this is up. All of this is here for negotiation and all of it is a choice. And, and it's, there's no wrong way. You know, if you, if you completely shut down, exit, and then leap into something else, that's fine. It just means that, you know, it's just going to take a little bit longer to evolve through. And again, that's fine. Um, but these endings, I, it's very taboo to come to it this way, but for me, like, why not? You have everything to gain. Totally. It's so conscious, right? It's like you touched on something there that I utilize so much with my clients within energetic cartography. It's like, can we neutralize the information that awareness brings to us? Because if we're not interested in judging it and criticizing it, and you should have done this, and I hate that you do it this way, talking to ourselves in this way, and we can literally sit from our witnessing observer, the aspect of ourselves that's witnessing what's going on inside of the consciousness that the vessel holds, then we are so much more free to move with liberation and freedom because we're not holding ourselves to some, like all these charts of stigma and how we should be holding up and why can't you do it this way? And she did it that way. And, you know, giving ourselves a harder time. Can we literally sit from a space that looks at all the information available to us through self-inquiry that says, well, (laughs) this is the truth of the matter. (laughs) It's not right or wrong, good or bad, black or white. This is the information that I'm able to literally receive about myself inquire deeply within, and then I'm able to really assess what it is that I'm gathering. It's like this really beautiful way of approaching transformation that totally neutralizes the energy. And it makes it so much more fun and approachable. And like, we don't feel bad about ourselves during the process. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we all have our shit. It's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay if like even um you know this isn't about unco- uncoupling consciously but I was talking to my girlfriend just yesterday cuz she was having some epiphanies around the breakup and really choosing herself through it. And I was thinking back cuz she was saying like I'm just having a bad day today and she's been really like vibing high for a couple weeks. And she was like, I'm just feeling like not good today. And it mm. sucks. I like, don't want to be here. And I really held space for her to process that pain and process that challenge. I was like, 
I mean, do you want to be moving through it in a way that's like just riding high and just, you know, experiencing the wave, the crescendo of like, I'm free and I get to transform. You're going to have bad days sometimes. Give yourself the opportunity to have bad days. And I was taking her through last year. I gave myself a three month window to spiral into the deepest portal Mm -hmm. of torturous, heinous energy, grieving my parents. And I, you know, some days I just wouldn't even be able to wipe myself from the floor. (laughs) I would just be on the floor crying all day long. And I told her, I'm so grateful that I gave myself that time to really let myself fully fall apart. Didn't feel the need to try to keep myself together at all. Because eventually I got to a place that I felt I energetically, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm ready to move to a different place now. It was full moon in Virgo. And Mm -hmm. I released it that day. Got pregnant shortly after that. And, and I haven't had a need to go back to that level and that depth of grief. And I think it's such an important part of the process you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, really like the grit of it all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and I really, for anyone who's endeavoring this, for anyone who's endeavored a, you know, heinous breakup that maybe you still feel that you're holding some resentments toward that. It's like, what better invitation than listening to this episode right now and really inquire, am I holding any of that energy that Hannah was talking about? The fight, the flight, the freeze, the fawn. And how can I really hold myself, reparent myself through that process? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's beautiful because ultimately what does get activated isn't often our present adult self because we're resourced, right? And we're unharmed. Like you, as you are, as the adult today are, you're not in a space of trauma. It's these younger versions that are getting activated and (laughs) setting things on fire and flipping the boat over. So it's, it, it really is a, a true measure of trust which if we break that down is the act of surrender, which is sort of turning it over to the divine plan, right? Where you're like, okay, (laughs) like I'm in this spot for a very intentional purpose. So I might as well lean into that instead of resisting and self-discipline. And the self-discipline that you're speaking to, Britt, is like, is when you're so activated and charged, that is not the time to have conversations <laughs> with, with the other, like that is not the time to be like, I'm going to send this text, <laughs> right? Like I'm going to. Do you ever hear words like personal transformation and spiritual expansion, but don't quite know what that consists of or how to get started? Today, I have a very special invitation for you as two beautiful 40-minute free freebies (laughs) have launched within the Hello Self world. My intention in creating these freebies was to make personal transformation and spiritual expansion approachable and inviting for everyone and anyone who wishes to enter the space 
If you're more of a masculine learner, someone who loves diving into information based on pragmatic approaches, logic, detail-oriented, notation-taking, more of a student type of mindset who wants to sit down, learn, and loves a methodical process in order to do so, you're going to want to gain access to the seven pillar process of transformation, the 40 minute training that really takes you into what the seven pillars of transformation are and how you can begin endeavoring these processes today, right now in your own life. I've had clients give feedback to me that this free training alone has implemented absolutely life-changing results and it's been a beautiful initiation process for them to begin dipping toes in the Hello Self world. If you find yourself as more of a feminine learner, someone who loves to feel deeply into an experience, to visualize, who loves guided meditations, who loves really sinking themselves into a process, then Adventure Your Inner Self Landscape is for you. Adventure Your Inner Self Landscape is a 40-minute guided meditation in which I take you through this really beautiful experience as you begin to literally adventure your own inner self-mapping system. Gaining awareness over what your current environment, climate, ecosystem, landscape really looks like adorning yourself to adventure a process, witnessing the future timeline that you're striding toward, and beginning to endeavor that journey. Both of these freebies are so power-filled, and I'm really excited to offer them to you. To gain access to these awesome freebies, go to my Instagram at Britlin Rising and click on the link in my bio, or you can head over to my website at BritlinLaBeouf.com. You can also find the links to download in the episode description of this episode. Enjoy and may your personal transformation process and pathway be power-filled, illuminating, and deliver you to turn your wildest dreams into your most abundant reality. <laughs> now, is instead, it's the time to actually reparent our inner ones so kiddos kiddos in real life or inner kiddos receive love two ways boundaries and nourishment so your inner kiddo needs to hear like oh no 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 like give me the lighter <laughs> we're not going to set anything on fire and the nourishment of like yeah this hurts and i hear you baby girl what do you need like that's so you can really actually lean into breakups as a way to start navigating like a mind-body-soul collaboration, like how to really collaborate with these parts of yourself. So, and again, that leads you to feeling more authentic because you're in your body, you're tuned into your energy, and then you can monitor your thoughts. We very rarely can change our thoughts. Our thoughts are just going to reflect what's going on internally, but it's it's a much more regulated space to be. Um, the, the visual that I like to hold on to, and, the, and I really support my clients too in this, it's like, stay in your boat. Stay in your boat. You don't need to jump ship. You don't need to rock the boat. You don't need to get closer to theirs. Like, just stay in your boat. Pack your provisions. <laughs> you know, like, if you've got a hole in your hall, patch it up. This is not the time to set sail. 
into another relationship. This is the time to like really tune in. Um, because the truth is the only way out is through. And that means feeling is integrating. We have to feel and do the work around um, showing up in a way that feels more integral. Yeah. And I feel like when we are not showing up and we just go into the next relationship, the same sort of patterns will come up again for us to integrate at some point. It's like, this is how life works, right? We may point our fingers at this, oh, it's this person, it's this other person. And then we realize, oh, shoot, how, <laughs> how am I at the same point in every relationship that I find myself in? <laughs> common denominator. Yeah, common denominator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We have to, I mean, it is... It, it was the like the sky had opened up when I was like, oh, it's me, actually. Turns out it's me. But I had such a strong, and my sense is that many of the listeners too, like um, we invest so much into fear. So much. We put so much belief into fear and we put so much into stories that keep us unsafe. Stories that we tell ourselves. And the the switch here is when we start investing in the story of love with, with a capital L, which is the, the story of like, oh, I belong. Right? I, can, I can plug into the matrix. I can plug into this thing. I'm not forgotten. It's not everybody else gets love, but not, but not me. So from that place, you can, yeah, you can start to see your patterns. For me, I loved red flags. I was like, ooh, maybe I can make them yellow flags. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe if I worked hard enough, then I would be chosen. Mm. Instead of just seeing like, I already belong to this thing that we call love. I'm already in the thing. But I had such a, you know, with I mean, all the trauma from growing up and just being inside of a home with so much rage and disconnection, love was scary for me. So then as an adult, it's like, yeah, we just keep, we will forever recreate the patterns and they get loud. They get louder and louder and louder with each reincarnation. So it's, I'm just being reminded. Um, and again, it, it's on us though, to decide when enough is enough. You have to, you have to hit that threshold. And that's, that's a, that's, that's part of this too. You can't push this into like, okay, I got to find my, my patterns and, and do my healing work. Like it really has to be because you've, you've genuinely reached this threshold of enough's enough and you're fully invested because it's, it's a once in a lifetime transformation to do this work in this way. This isn't sunshine and rainbows and kittens. This is grit. This is intense. Um. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I want to bring to the plate right now too, because I see this happen with some friends who do go through breakups and then they really devote themselves to like a lot of the inner child healing and, you know, subconscious reprogramming and finding themselves first and foremost. And then it's interesting because there's almost this kind of like 
I associate it as like a perfectionistic tendency to believe that you can get yourself to such a healed inner internal state that then the next the next relationship is going to be the one. And it's almost like this subconscious perception that like once you enter the relationship, y'all are going to be just showing up to your own work and you're never going to have like really, really hard times because you're both so conscious and you know exactly what it is that's going on. And it's like, it's like, I I love poking holes in that ideology. (laughs) Just as someone, and Hannah and I actually talk about this all the time because we've both been with our now husbands for over 10 years. And it's just like, yeah, no matter how conscious you are (laughs) in relationship, there's always going to be stuff. Yeah. And I love that. I would hate, honestly, I would hate, it would be the most boring thing in the world if I could just do all my own work and then never have issues in relationship. Yeah. Can we speak on that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, well, and I, and I think we kind of mentioned it in the beginning too. So just to be clear, like this is a lifestyle choice. It's, to say that you are conscious <laughs> is a lifestyle choice. It means that you are forever committed to finding your growth edges and evolving through them, not falling asleep. And so this is where too, like, I don't subscribe to one soulmate. I feel like we have multiple soulmates throughout our lifetime because soulmates call us forward. It's not about calling you out. So yeah, inside of relationships, I think the difference though is being partnered with a conscious being who is also invested, like your value systems match so that neither of you are (laughs) um, asleep, right? So then you're compounding trauma or adding layers of trauma to process through, but that instead you can you can kind of unearth and heal and mend and resolve. You actually lean into one another for that opportunity to work through it, which I think is the the shift. This is not about it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and kittens. It can't be. Relationships aren't that way. I've really grown actually to love conflict because you it's you just stretch in such a way that it's like, I don't even know who I'm going to be on the other side of this. <laughs> but, you, and then it, it just feeling it, ever <laughs> it really is. And it's you have and then it's like the emotional intimacy can grow like everything you bond. Um, I think it's just that. And this might be a conversation for another time, too. I feel like many of us are fed the script of what relationships look like. And it's like this romanticized, fantasized we're happy all the time sort of thing. Very Disney. I'm at this point now where I'm like, "Mm, let's flip the script. Let's flip it because I'm quite certain (laughs) that's not what this is. Um, It's not about it being easy. It's not what this is about. It's, it's really about supporting your evolution so that collectively we're continuing to grow and evolve and stretch. Because we're all like, none of us are immune to this work. None of us are immune. We all have wounds and none of it makes us less than. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love how you just, before this mentioned reincarnation as well. And this is where I work with my clients 
a lot on the trauma that can be even originated in past lives with that partner, having been together with that partner before. Um, and the reason why you come back together in this lifetime is maybe just to integrate some of those pieces. And when you've integrated and you, when you've revisited it, then the relationship has been fulfilled and it's okay for it to be done. It's okay for it to be over. And I really want to speak this mm. into our awareness as well, because there is also this saying or this thought pattern that may come up that, oh, a relationship breakup means that it failed. The relationship failed mm -hmm. and something went wrong. Mm -hmm. And just really shifting that script and seeing, well, this relationship has fulfilled what is what was meant to be fulfilled. Yeah. And it's actually an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And it's actually something that we can celebrate. And I love seeing how there are these uh, these conscious uncoupling ceremonies that are mm -hmm. popping up and people are celebrating it just as a wedding. Yeah. Celebrating the divorce um, yeah. with like, you know, going, I saw one and uh, I just like, it brought me to tears. I thought it was so beautiful. They were walking towards the altar with like both of their, it was like in nature and nature altar. And both of their hands, they were like intertwined with a, with a string, you know, their relationship, symbolizing their relationship. And they walked towards the altar and then they cut the string mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. officially cut the cords and then walked away separately. So like exactly the opposite of how we were walking to the altar as we got married and we bonded with the rings. We then walked together. And then we go our separate ways. So and I think that as a ceremony is what is missing in our society right now. Because we, we celebrate weddings, mm -hmm. but divorce is kind of looked down upon or breakups. It's kind of like, oh, you failed. <laughs> yeah, That's a bad thing that that happened. And instead, like, oh, let's celebrate that. Mm -hmm. let's celebrate our love and it doesn't mean that anything went wrong or it doesn't mean like oh I chose the wrong partner or I shouldn't have gotten married to this person no it's perfect it was exactly what was meant to happen and it fulfilled its lesson and yeah. then it's okay for it to transform into something new yeah so beautiful. My entire body's ignited because you're speaking to soul contacts, mm -hmm. which are only ever about blessing, blessings or lessons. And lessons or lessons. <laughs> <laughs> we can write a song about it. No, it's it's so beautiful. I, I love the idea of getting out of this like right or wrong, black and white, all or nothing. It's like, what about all and everything? What about like the contract is fulfilled? You know, same thing with like my for my former husband. I had a divorce ceremony. I went up into the mountains and I burned our wedding photos and, and just had this whole, because I was like, why doesn't anybody talk about this? There's so much hype around the coupling. And then for some reason, there's so much taboo, like secrecy, darkness 
around like breakups and things ending. Um, so I, I love this and mostly too, because within the ceremony, you often kind of hit upon the judgments that you hold against yourself. Cause when you're in a space of honoring what was, you kind of touch upon the grief, which is love that has no place to go. So you've got all this love, but like the person isn't there to channel it to. So often that's where you can kind of also start to hear the self-judgments, the shame that I should have, I could have, I could have been different. You know, all the things come in and what a beautiful opportunity to really drop into these core wounds around like fear of exposure, this fear of abandonment. Like, oh no, what if they find out I'm actually like a terrible person to be in relationship with? <laughs> what if they find out, you know, I'm controlling, you know, like all the, those parts of ourselves are taking a hit. They're it's usually the aspects of ourselves that are taking the biggest hits in these uncoupling experiences. So to have a ceremony where you're like, welcoming all of that to the king's table this yin yang part of us and that's what dreams are made of <laughs> yeah and it's and this is truly why we are why we invited you on here too on the deaf series that we are um have been moving through here on sacred sister podcast because it's this it's a similar taboo that we have in regards to death of relationships with the birth of relationship, we celebrate, you know, just like the birth of a baby. And then comes the death of a loved one. There's a lot of trauma involved mm -hmm. in it and a lot of taboo and a lot of secrecy, not really talking about it, not really sharing it, not even wanting to think about it, not really allowing the grief to flow through us and to, to feel it through healing and actually see it as a catalyst for transformation, yeah. you know? And it's the same with the death of a relationship and being in the season of seven here on Sacred mm -hmm. Sister Podcast, we're all about shifting perspectives and changing it and changing the narrative of what we as a collective think that this is supposed to look like, shifting it into, wow, this is a way more empowering way of looking at this, yeah. like not making it wrong that we, you know, let's say when a marriage ends and they've been together for 10, 20, 30 years, maybe, and it ends not feeling like, wow, I just wasted 30 years of my life. Mm -hmm. I should have just not even married this person and should have just gone with someone else from the very get-go. That's not a very empowering way of thinking about it. And it's not helpful and it dismisses and devalues all the beautiful experiences that we've had experienced throughout the marriage. But mm -hmm. actually realizing, wow, I love and I honor and I celebrate everything that we've went through, all the good times and also the bad times because those were yeah. the lessons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like spot on. And sometimes we we need it to be that gritty to wake up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, navigating like the affair from my husband, I woke up <laughs> and then I fell back asleep. And then, you know, the partner after through his very public suicide and then being asked to carry the death of him, I, everything, I was like, oh, 
oh, I am really awake now. There was no turning back, but I needed, I needed it to be so gritty and hard and dark to really wake up to this thing of self-abandonment. Mm. So sometimes we, we, you know, like now I can look back and I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wouldn't change any of it. I wouldn't. Those contracts were already predestined before I even incarnated, you know? Um, and it's gotten me exactly to where I am as this self-empowered 40-year-old woman who knows how to navigate death and transitions and hardships and all of those things and yet stay really true to my center. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I like do the work. You have so much to gain mm-hmm. from taking a step back from like, oh, this must mean something about me to like, no, no, no. Let those parts of yourself die. Let that ego part of you die and drop into this book that spirit actually has written for you. That has everything to do with what you need and nothing to do with what you expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it just becomes, I mean, it just, it, it gets juicy. It really does. I promise. <laughs> oh, really. and, and when you say, and then I fell asleep, I would just love for you to share a little bit more with us, if you are willing to, how that looked like in your life. Yeah. So I really, I was dipping in and out of consciousness and I feel like that nobody really talks about that either. Like that happens. Sometimes we do have these profound sort of Kundalini awakenings and then we're just awake. We dip in and out because these patterns, like you were speaking to Hannah, it's not just this lifetime. They, it's, it's a spiritual lineage that we're coming in with. So, um, I really was petrified and I thought I needed a man to survive. Like I, not only was that the messaging that I received from this lifetime, I'm quite certain in many other lifetimes, I knew that I needed to be so submissive and quiet. So that was big. That was a big spiritual sort of DNA (laughs) overload or turnover that I really needed to navigate. Uh, I think we call it the dark night of the soul, right? So it took me, it really, I mean, I was doing the work, but it really wasn't until my former partner's suicide where I was really activated into my tunnel. And at that point, there was no turning back. I couldn't unsee the things (laughs) about myself, the patterns, the language, the knowings. So we dip in and out of consciousness because there's just all of that PTSD stuff, inner kiddo stuff, and it's it's taxing. It's overwhelming for our systems. So this work, it's not just about self-healing. It's like find your tribe, find your mentors, find your supports. Ask not for help because that implies that you're a victim. Ask for support. Be really clear on this is what I need. Make it non-negotiable. Ask it from a place of love and centeredness because you know you are so worthy. Because we all, we deserve that. We deserve sweetness while we, you know, dare to look in the mirror to remember who we are. So use the endings as a really gorgeous transition, this catalyst 
into your own transformation where you choose to call parts of your power back, where you choose to really just remind yourself how resourceful you are and you get to be sad and you get to be heartbroken. And it's like both of those truths, you don't have to choose between, am I going to be spiritual or am I going to be emotional or am I, it's, it's, it's okay. You're safe. Yeah. And, and even trying to decipher and break yourself into different categories is already low level freaking fragmenting yourself anyways. It's like, the emotion is there regardless whether or not you want to acknowledge it. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to oppress, suppress, or express it. Yeah. <laughs> you are spiritual, same thing. Oppress, suppress, express. It's like when we regard the fact that all this is going through our energy bodies all the time anyways, then then we once again we get to approach the table of awareness and say okay what am i what am i allowing inside myself what am i not allowing inside myself yeah yeah and when you decide that your peace is non-negotiable you will no longer compromise yourself out of your boundaries out of your needs out of alignment mm-hmm everything like that just becomes sort of the golden standard everything up levels at that point so then you can be inside of a relationship that is healthy Mm -hmm. and you can really dance with someone else without carrying other people or asking people to carry you Mm -hmm. so you can you can just right appreciate and enjoy and eat up that other person knowing that there isn't conditions it you we really deserve unconditional love so for me it's like just choose it choose to do the work for unconditional regard of self first so then your picker is better able to vet out who has the right to you and under what conditions um, cause we don't have to have lessons on repeat. We really don't, but that's a choice. Totally. It's almost like what you're, what you're speaking here has me thinking about really, uh, reflecting on the, the ways that you have been self-sabotaging yourself inside of relationship. Like when you're in energetic alignment with yourself and you know who you are and you know what you deserve and you know what your truth is yeah there's some kind of dissonance that you have to reckon with if you are in a relationship that you know for whatever reason is not panning out the way Mm -hmm. that feels good or expansive or freeing for you you have to be willing to look inward and say in what ways am I sabotaging my own damn self and does it have nothing to do with them actually (laughs) yeah yeah well, and I think what you're speaking to, this is just coming in. So again, the visual is coming in of like, stay in your boat. But this is where like, the script is wrong, or not wrong, the script is backwards. We often come to relationships where we're like, well, relationships are 80%. And then me and my life and my whatever is 20%. It's the other way around. You really want to be so connected to your foundation. You are the 80%. And if you're solid, 
If you are solid, then you can actually hold space for something healthy to rest on top of that. So the 20%. So I just, I don't, I feel like there's just so much yumminess in here in terms of like rewriting scripts and, you know, just uncoupling and coupling in different ways, even because I feel like we often blast into relationships without really giving ourselves space and time. So entering into relationships can be dramatic. <laughs> like there's just so much wiggle room for growth here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like even the integration piece in the ancestral lineage and the past life lineage of, and this idealized image of the woman being rescued or saved by the man yeah yeah and that breeds codependency and the man having to take care of the woman and you know all these pieces that breed over responsibility over the other Mm -hmm. and we get to integrate all of those pieces and we get to learn through all of them And our partners are triggering these pieces inside of us. Mm -hmm. And then we can like really show up and from this conscious level and be like, all right, let's work through this together. Let's do the shadow work together. We can invite Mm -hmm. them to meet us. Or if they say, nope, I want to stay asleep. I don't want to do the work. I I Mm want to just continue with my pattern forever and ever. And I don't care. Then we have the choice. Okay, do I want to be asleep with them? Or do I say enough is enough and I'm moving towards conscious uncoupling? So freaking beautiful. Oh my gosh. I want to touch on just one more thing. Well, two, and then we'll go to the, the questions. So you said something so beautiful right there about the 80 and 20%, 80% really being you so that the 20% can be with the partner And that made me think of another guest that we had had. She opened uh, season seven with us. Mine and Hannah's mentor, both Shoshana Raven said recently in a a class that I was in of hers, I, I cultivate such a rich, high quality relationship with myself so that the relationships that I have with every other person in my life is like a cherry on top. (laughs) It was like, oh, that's so good. Because yeah, for so many of us, we do consider the relationships that we have the meat of our lives and even the bones of our lives in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that has that is one of the major factors that there has been so much, Mm -hmm. you know, just wild energy inside of ourselves because we're not in fully in control of what's going on inside of interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. So that piece, and then for heaven's sakes, Jen, you are such a woman after my own heart. I felt so much of your Sag moon coming through. Both of us are Sag moon and cancer rising. And I feel like just that, that stretch and that expansion, that constant, yeah. like yearning to to know deeper truths (laughs) and letting ourselves be so vulnerable in the process just really owning it is such a gift that that we're really here to relay and be monoliths of and set examples for Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) yeah no of of course um it's it's an invitation right it's it's like we can all wave our little me too flags like let's (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And my Scorpio, my Scorpio slash Sagittarius moon wants to come in too and be like, hey, I feel you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the cusp. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, this is truly the basis of Sacred Sister Podcast. Truly is that truth speaking, diving yeah. into and exploring and expanding our boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this so much too with your with your Chiron, the God's finger pointing at your Chiron in Taurus and just when you were saying that these transformation this wound is literally this can be our medicine this can be actually something that helps us with our soul mission that helps us like as we're moving through this trauma as we're moving through this breakup this is actually something that might be something that we're going to be helping others with or that is aligning us towards our soul mission in regards to our business potentially. So there's so much juiciness within the breakup that we don't even know mm-hmm. how it's all going to be unfolding. So mm-hmm. oh, anyone who's listening to this and is moving for a breakup or is maybe considering a breakup, just know that you're so held. I love how Jen was saying it's all about community and tribe. Really surround yourself with like-minded sisters and brothers and ask for support, calling in a mentor, calling in someone who helps you move through this transformation. Jen, can you share a little bit about how people can reach out to you if they feel called to start working with you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer the Healer or um, website at jennifercabot.com. And, you know, I, I support in the way of offering life reading sessions, which is where we just kind of pull all of the things out of the closets and put it in the living room and and just really look at what are you working with? What are the patterns? What's the gift? Um, And then if you're seeking support with the implementation, I I offer that as well with the psychic spiritual coaching, just to really arm you with powerful inner and outer strategies to evolve through. It's time, right? It's time. (laughs) So beautiful. And you'll find all of Jen's contact information in the description box of this episode. So Jen, here we are at the end of another beautiful, riveting, illuminating, expansive episode. And we would love to sit with you asking the three sacred questions that we love asking each and every guest who graces our stage. Really, these can just be whatever it is that is surfacing on your heart. They can be shorter format we honor your time and we know that you are pressing the edges of your time slot here. Are you ready? Sure. Let's do it. (laughs) Beautiful. So what does sacred mean to you? Sacred feels like home. It feels um, just littered with ritual and connection. Um, It's definitely sacred feels very heart filled to me just really self-honoring Picasso agrees (laughs) (laughs) Um, and who is the sacred sister to you and what does it mean to have a sacred sister Mm, so one of my dear sacred sisters her name is Amy And she just has the capacity to hold endless space and to always remind um, 
just to remind me to come back to center just through her presence of love and unconditional regard and so having a sacred sister is that it's that companionship it's being able to you know she lives in Arizona you know so we we often energetically hold hands or or energetically hug but it's just knowing um that we're we're a part of this this matrix together and then how would you say that you turn that you turn something normal or mundane into something magical or sacred Ooh, <laughs> that's a bigger question. Mm, oh, okay. This is really funny. Um, I just saw my inner kiddo and she did this like little cackling witchy thing, you know? So, <laughs> so for me, it's it, turning the mundane into the sacred space is all about magic. It's just infusing with so much magic and the arts and candles and you know, drawing and creating, um, that always feels super sacred to me and incredibly expansive. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love all your visuals that are always coming through and it shows like your, your moon conjunct Neptune, just this beautiful psychic ability that you have in your clairvoyance. And this is also what your clients are benefiting from so deeply. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for anyone who reaches out to Jen. Jen is also my Reiki master. She is the one who um, certified me as a Reiki master. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was a beautiful experience. So for anyone who's looking into Reiki, mm -hmm. you also know who to go to. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for sitting with us again. And this was such a beautiful conversation. Thank you for taking your time. Jen to sit with us again and thank you for everyone who's listening may you really take the medicine that you need out of this and move forward through the breakthrough use it as a catalyst for transformation for your highest self beautiful amen <laughs> namaste thank you so much for coming Jen thank you so lovely to see you guys thank you Bye -bye. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, beloved. If you found the ideas, concept, message, and mission to be in alignment with what you want to see and hear rippling throughout the collective, for heaven's sake, we invite you to be a part of that ripple creation and share it with your sacred sisters, brothers, and beings alike. You have no idea the impact a simple share can make in someone's day, in their life, in their growth. Another way to share your support is by leaving us a rating or review on the app you're tuning into this from. If your Instagram feed is in need of more uplifting, conscious, spiritual content, follow us at Sacred Sister Podcast. So with that being said, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you in the next episode. Namaste, beloved. Bye.